living longer and staying healthier. It's Healthy Talk with Dr. Michael Smith, MD. Here's your host, Dr. Mike. So why is exercise so important to lung health specifically? My guest is Dr. Jack Coleman. He is the medical director of the Lung Institute in Nashville, Tennessee, where he oversees the medical staff in the treatment of people with lung diseases using stem cell therapy. Dr. Coleman, welcome to Healthy Talk. Thank you. So how important is exercise overall for people with lung diseases? Now, we, we know how important exercise is just in general, but specifically with the COPD patients, uh, you know, patients with restrictive lung diseases. I mean, how important is exercise to them? It's actually very important. And, and one of the things that we encourage our, all of our patients to do is get into lung rehabilitation programs after treatment. Um, what we find is if you have two people with equal degree of lung disease and one is basically a couch potato and the other is out being active and exercising and, and uh, engaging life more, the person who's more active is going to live longer. I mean, just statistically, it'll add probably a decade to the lifespan by being active versus the person oh, that's wow. inactive. Yeah, so, so it's really a significant difference. That's big, and, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it, what about the type of, I mean, are you talking about, I mean, obviously, based on the severity of the lung disease, there may be some, some limitations there, but are we talking just about getting out and walking every day for 30 minutes? Is, is that enough for most uh, patients with lung disease? It can be. It can be. And then I think the point you make is extremely important is that we can't treat lung disease patients like a, a young person who, let's say, fractured leg and is in physical rehab to get strength back into his leg again. Uh, these people have, have different kind of medical problems, and, and you really have to be cognizant of that and careful in how you approach the exercise regimen for them. You have to watch their blood oxygen levels. Uh, you have to know when to, to let them rest. But you'll, we find that as they do more and more of it, their exercise tolerance does increase. And it, it kind of goes back to, to a lot of the sports medicine things that, um, you know, why do muscles get bigger as you exercise? Why does your oxygen consumption uh, become more efficient as you exercise more? And as people started looking at this, they, they started seeing more and more relationship to stem cell and stem cell um, metabolism, stem cell mobilization and activation in people that exercise. And so, you know, we, we started figuring out, well, you know, the way that we heal injury from exercise is through the mobilization of stem cells. And as we looked at it closer and closer, we found that the stimuli from exercise that causes the activation and mobilization of stem cells, uh, such as the, the metabolic stimuli of hypoxia or low oxygen tension, uh, reactive oxygen species, and the mechanical stimulus of, of tension on tissues, not only would mobilize stem cells in the muscle tissue, but would mobilize stem cells in other organ systems as well, uh, including things like bone marrow and lung tissue. And those are, those are very important stem cell populations for repair and maintenance of healthy lung tissue. So, yeah, so, it, it, so well, well, you just said something very important, right, Dr. Coleman, that in, in, if so exercise actually is really a part of the stem cell therapy because if you exercise, you're going to activate and mobilize the stem cell population better, right? I mean, that's kind of the gist of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so that, obviously and that's in the whole key. Yeah. And so at your institute, which is uh, in Nashville, Tennessee, 
Um, I'm sure that's, you know, stem cell therapy with exercise go, goes hand in hand. I want to ask you, though, so Dr. Coleman, you recently, um, if I'm... Um, if I'm not mistaken, did you write a white paper recently or were involved in a, a white paper and you found some interesting results about stem cell and lung diseases? We did. Um, the, it wasn't just the National Institute. We, the, the Lung Institute has clinics uh, around the United States, and I'm, I'm just in the one in Nashville. But we did go back and, and we looked at some of the patients that we treated uh, over six months ago and uh, looked at the results we were getting com- and comparing that not only to their pre- and post-care results, but also comparing it to the results in patients that we treated uh, way over a year ago. Uh, and the reason we did that is that we are always refining our protocols that we use in treating patients based upon current research. And what we found was in in the patients that we treated over a year ago, our response rate was 70%. 30% of our patients did not have a response, like we, we did nothing for them the first time out. And as we alter our protocols and go back and, and look at the more recent patients, our response rate is now up to 82% uh, on our treatments. Uh, so by by paying attention to what is coming out of the research world and, and being able to change these protocols fairly easily, we find that we get better and better results as time goes on. And I think that's an important thing about stem cell treatments in general, is this is such a rapidly advancing area of medicine that it is something that, that it's just not standing still. And that's why it's so exciting to me, is that the, the advances are just coming so quickly and so dramatic uh, in what yeah. they can do. Um, it's just a fantastic well, and, and- field. And, and just to kind of give my listeners a, a better picture of all this, so it's not, it's not. I mean, there's so many areas of research here, right? I mean, there's there's researchers looking at how to better cultivate these adult stem cells from from a patient, and there's researchers looking at how to activate them better. Researchers looking at how to mobilize them better. I mean, all of this is kind of happening all at the same time, right? Yes, yes, and you know, it's interesting. Previously, if you had a a medical question uh, or a research question. It was like peeling an onion where, you know, each peel will get you closer and closer to that, that core answer in the middle. With stem cells, it's almost the opposite. Every time you peel away a layer of your research, you find a larger amount of research <laughs> to do. It just directs you in, in, in more directions. It just gets more exciting and just more potential to be able to help people. So, Dr. Coleman, let's speak to some of my listeners right now who might have um, lung disease, right? So if if one of my listeners wants to contact you or uh, another lung institute throughout the country, um, you know, what, what, what should they do? Uh, what are the questions they should ask? Well, they, they can contact us on the Internet. We, we have a website, lunginstitute.com, and, and that has... Uh, links and phone numbers for people to call to, to be able to talk to us about things. But the, the questions that, or the, the things that we want to know when we talk to someone is, number one, what's your diagnosis? Uh, because not all the lung disease out there, is, as you know, is based on COPD and, and ILD. There are a lot of uh, genetic diseases such as cystic fibrosis as well. Um, there are autoimmune diseases like sarcoidosis, so there are there's a whole litany of different lung diseases, and, and the biggest thing we need to know is what is your disease that you're dealing with, 
and also where along the the process of the disease are you. Uh, we we see people at all stages, and unfortunately, uh, I think at this time, we're typically seeing people in the later stages of disease. And with any disease, typically the earlier we can intervene, the better people are going to do long term. So we, we try to, to encourage people to not look at this as a last resort type of treatment, and rather look at it as more of a a early type of treatment in combination with medications when when we need to do that. Um, yeah, d- d- those those Dr. are the Coleman, big things. Let me let me ask you though. That, so I may have some listeners who have asthma, you know, reactive airway disease, and and we're starting to recognize more of that inflammatory component there. And since stem cells have a anti-inflammatory property to them, is there some research in in that area in asthma in stem cells? There is, and asthma is a very interesting uh, disease process. As you mentioned, early on it's a reactive airway disease, but as it progresses through a person's lifetime, if, if they're not the, the lucky ones that grow out of it as, as children and it continues into adulthood, then it does take on this chronic inflammatory okay. reaction phase, and, it, and there is a, a, a COPD slash asthma diagnosis. Dr. Coleman, unfortunately, we're going to, I have to cut you off short. We're going to have to leave it there. If you want to go check out the Lung Institute, you're going to have to Google it. Uh, Dr. Coleman is in the Nashville, Tennessee um, area. So thanks for coming on, Dr. Coleman. This is Healthy Talk on Radio MD. I'm Dr. Mike. Stay well.